Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Welcome to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Jeff Kelm will join me in just a bit, and today we'll find out what's going on up in Florence County this summer. We'll also talk with cookbook author Hank Shaw about his latest book, Hook, Line, and Supper, which focuses entirely on fish and seafood. And we'll get a Lake Superior kayaking report from Bayfield with my son John. All that and more coming up right here on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. Well, folks, it's time now for the Madison Report. You hear this feature every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, and our podcast on LakeLink or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us once again is Gene Dellinger, proprietor of DNS Bait and Tackle on Northport Drive in Madison. His website is dsbait.com, and you can find him and see his weekly fishing report on his Facebook page at DNS Bait and Tackle. Well, Gene, thanks for joining us again. You betcha. Well, how's the fishing on the chain? Couple weeks in now, um, past the opener. Um, things are picking up. It's been a little bit of a strange spring. We've had unusually clear water, or uncomfortably clear, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, uh, cooler water temps than normal, plus lower water levels than normal. So things, things have been a little different in seasons past. Bite seems to be starting off a little bit slower than usual, but things are starting to pick up. Okay. Are people getting walleyes? It's tough in clear water. Yes, it is. Most of that bite's been happening at night. Mm-hmm. The first couple of weeks, there was quite a bit of activity out there, guys doing some Chasing walleyes around in quite a few areas, both from shore and out in boats. And there was some success, a lot of short fish, especially up on the north end of the chain here, but some, some legal fish. I don't hear as much of that lately, as, uh, that uh, the guys out there at night, but the guys that are going out are still having um, some success. Yeah. So definitely a lot of shorter fish. Okay. Uh, how about catfish? Uh, the catfish action has definitely started to pick up just in the last week or so. We had a couple of groups in from out of town that come in just for our channel catfish here on Lake Mendota, and they're they're good at catching them, and they did quite well. They caught quite a few fish up in even up into the mid and high twenty pound range. Just really, well, yeah, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, and and that's a group you've told me about them before. They make a trip every year just for that. Yeah, yeah, they come over from uh, Iowa, I believe, and uh, uh, you know they they they're they're cat fishermen, and Mendota, believe it or not, is considered to be one of the top three channel cat lakes in the in the country from what wow. they're telling me really okay as far as as far as quality of fish big fish go yeah and the, the clean water's got to make them uh, more edible i suppose than out of muddy water yeah these guys i don't think so much interested in eating the fish they just like to pursue them it's a it's a sport fish to them just like the musky guys are huh. you know, with musky yeah okay uh panfish action uh, it's picking up. Crappies are starting to get ready to spawn on the lower lakes, in particular Wabisa and Kiganza. I've been hearing some fair action on the crappies. Bluegills are moving into the shallow water, starting to cruise around. They're definitely not spawning, but kind of in a pre-spawn mode. The water temps are, you know, approaching 60 degrees main lake, probably in the low 60s in some of these shallow water areas. So uh, things are starting to pick up that way. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, how about the triangle? That's an area where there's a lot of action in the winter. Yeah, no, this, this spring they did real well there. The last few weeks has been a little bit quieter there. I don't know, um, you know, what to attribute that to. But, uh, over one of the other areas in town is a popular shore fishing destination. 
is referred to as the wall. It's actually the Monona Community Center Convention Center. That part of it actually goes out over the lake. So yeah. You guys fish off there. Yeah. And they've been doing pretty good in the afternoons. They're getting bluegills mostly, but some crappies also. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What about bass? Uh, the bass guys, I think they've been struggling a little bit with the clear water. Smallmouth are starting to spawn. I know on the Mabisa, Monona, uh, I've heard some spawning smallmouth. I, I'm assuming, uh, you could probably find some in the right areas on Mendota. The water temps are a little bit behind on Mendota. Mm-hmm. But definitely, uh, smallmouth spawning activity is, is probably the next on the list to take place up here. Uh-huh. Okay. How about Lake Wisconsin and the Wisconsin River? Um, anything going on uh, up there? I don't there? get a lot of information from there, but I've been talking to some guys here recently. They've been getting some crappies up on Lake Wisconsin, a little bit of walleye action. I talked to some guys who were up by O'Keefe uh, a week ago or so and had quite a bit of crappie action in that area. And then up at Harmony Grove, uh, a little bit of crappie action, some bluegills. I think they're struggling there uh, like like we are here a little bit, but uh, they're having some decent catches once in a while. Uh-huh. Uh, the white bass run get started yet, or is that still a week or so off? Um, we don't really have a, a lot of a white bass run here, uh, you know, like some areas do. Mm-hmm. They do definitely get a lot more active once those water temps peak, you know, get up to that 60-degree area. Those white bass are going to start looking for spawning areas and stuff, and, you know, they'll start catching quite a few of those, particularly up here on Lake Mendota. They're big fish, just not mm-hmm. lots of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I probably mentioned this to you some time ago. I, years ago, I did a TV show with uh, Lee Kernan, and we were trolling for white bass. It was midsummer, and uh, I think we were tro- trolling white, uh, you know, white spinners or something like that. And yeah, yeah, we caught a few. Years they, ago, they were good. Size. Yeah, years ago, we used to have a huge white bass population. I mean, to the point that it was a nuisance. Uh-huh. Um, but you could go out and, and pile up a big bunch of them if you wanted to, and we just don't really have those numbers available in the lake at the moment but the ones that are are big and uh, they definitely don't attract the uh, type of attention that they did back there a couple decades ago yeah but they're good eating if they're if you put them on ice right away definitely good eating there i think they're they're kind of frowned upon a lot by the locals and i think they're missing a a good opportunity as far as the table fare goes yeah, the people who fish for them on, uh, on the Fox River, a lot of people take a cooler with ice and they go right on the ice right now and, you know, that yep. makes a big difference. Big difference. A lot um, of guys that don't, aren't aware of that, they'll throw them in a live well. <laughs> they're, they're fairly a fragile fish for some reason and they die quickly, so you're hauling them around in 75, 80 degree water for yeah. a while. It, it doesn't make for good table. Then you wonder why they don't taste good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, haven't mentioned perch. Anything going on with them? I've not heard much locally on perch yet. It's a little bit early for that. I mean, our perch, the perch are, are done spawning for the most part. And uh, you see a few of them cruising in the shallow areas where the bluegills are going to be spawning at, but uh, not a lot of them. Uh, you know, we got to get the water temps up a little more, get some more weeds, get the water to get a little darker. This clear water is difficult. For yeah. Action, yeah. Now, what do you think that water clarity is due to? Is that um, zebra mussels? And, and, and um, I'm sure they're playing a role. I mean, we always have an extended period of clear water in the spring on on most of the lakes here on the chain. It just seems in recent years that it's been a prolonged period of clear water. And I think, you know, the one variable that has changed is definitely the, the zebra mussel population. So yeah. I'm sure they're playing a role. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I imagine you've got a good supply of bait Oh yeah, that's that's the business we're in, so we yep. try to do the best we can at it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and your hours? We're still uh, our six to six Monday through Saturday, and six to five on Sunday. 
I put off my summer hours, which are longer hours, as long as I can, because once I promise to do them, I gotta be. Here. You gotta be there, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, our summer hours when we start will be weekdays five thirty to seven, Saturdays from five to seven, and Sundays from five to five. Yeah, and when do you sleep? Mm. <laughs> Sometimes you're a bit slow. But... <laughs> <laughs> do you get out? Do you get out fishing much yourself? Not as much as I used to. Some yeah. of that. I don't make the time to do it like I used to do. I've got a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah. It seems like when you're not here, there's a whole list of things that need to be attended to. So yeah. it kind of gets pushed on the back burner, unfortunately. Yeah. How did your uh, customer appreciation day go? I don't know if I've talked to you oh, since. Oh, very well. Very well. It was very well attended, and uh, a lot of people showed up and enjoyed it. And uh, we had a lot of special buys and stuff that people were taking advantage of. So yeah. it was good. It was a good time. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good people. Well, uh, again, congrats on 30 years in business. That's uh, remarkable today, uh, especially with a, I would think, with a bait shop or a tackle shop. You know, they, they come yeah, and go in a lot a, of places. Yeah, I think um, we've been very fortunate. There's a lot of pluses this shop has location-wise. And, yeah. And, uh, it just worked out well for us. So. Yeah. Well, and you're there for the guys. You've got uh, what they need. And, uh, you know, your fishing reports certainly don't hurt. So, uh, you know. Yeah, no, I, I've always looked at our job as a, a two-way street, you know, if I can help them, yeah. it's automatic for me, you know. Yeah, 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 big-time service industry, I guess. So, Well, listen, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for that report, and uh, we'll be in touch again. Sounds good. All right, Gene Dellinger of D&S Bait and Tackle on Northport Drive, website dsbait.com, Facebook d and S bait and tackle and he's got a weekly fishing report there he posts every Friday this is the Madison Outdoors report I'm Dan Small more outdoors radio right after this get outside and let us be your guide Lawrence County Wisconsin are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation Lawrence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded UTV trails many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle seven wild river waterfalls to explore horse trails with campgrounds and friendly bars and restaurants go to the exploreflorencecounty.com lodging dining and recreation tabs to plan your trip Jeff Kelm joins me once again from Wisconsin Rapids, and uh, you're a busy guy. You've got back-to-back tournaments, one last weekend and one this weekend. Yeah, it uh, it doesn't stop here in the summertime. We had the Sturgeon Bay Open Bass Tournament out of Sturgeon Bay in Sir Park this last weekend, and, you know, the, probably the only, well, not the only Canadians uh, in the country, but some of the only Canadians allowed in the country uh, ended up winning the event. Some professional oh, really? fishermen. Yeah, so if you've paid any attention over the course of the last uh, couple of years in the Bassmaster Elite Series, you'll notice there's a couple of Canadians that are really bringing on a um, quite a fight in the Bassmaster uh-huh. Elite Series. And one of them is Corey Johnston, and he and his brother Chris, they won the Sturgeon Bay Open Bass Tournament. So one of the few Canadian teams allowed here because their their job is to fish professionally and they're fishing the Bassmaster Elite Series. And so they are they they came and fished our event like they do every year and this is the third time they've won it. Wow. Yeah, and they're smallmouth uh, specialists, I'm sure. They are, and uh, I'll tell you what, they caught a 7-pound, 2-ouncer on that Friday. Um, They had another couple of 6-pounders in the bag on Saturday and uh, won it with 53 pounds and 9 ounces. By uh, a long shot, I bet. Uh, Yeah, by a few pounds they won, yeah. We did have three other teams over 50 pounds. 
Wow. Okay. Well, at least it was competitive. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and this weekend? This weekend, we're at uh, Lake Winnebago. The Masters Walleye Circuit is there. We got 70 teams going at it for uh, for uh, a nice chunk of cash and uh, some points. The points race is really starting to get tight now in the MWC world, and it's going to be a, a shootout from this event to Mowbridge in June and uh, uh, Sault Ste. Marie in August and Cass Lake in September. Wow. Okay. Well, cool. We'll follow each one of those, of course, as they happen. Meanwhile, uh, I totally struck out on turkeys during uh, fourth season, season D. Encountered a couple birds. I think the same Tom uh, busted me three times, and I finally broke down and set up a blind the way Lauren Voss does, and I spent five hours in it one day. And never saw a bird, but I took my laptop, and at least I wrote an article for Outdoor News, so I got something done. (laughs) And uh, I've got another permit for this week, and John's coming over after his cast and blast uh, at Blackhawk Lake. We're going to get the boat, maybe do a little musky fishing. Uh, Fred Nickel tells me the crappies are biting on redstone, so we might have to go there for a combined musky crappie outing. There you go. That'd be fun. Uh, Yeah. So, anyway... Well, coming up, Wendy Gelhoff tells us what's going on up in Florence County this summer. Hank Shaw shares some fish cooking advice from his latest book, Hook, Line, and Sinker. And my son John reports on his latest kayak outing on Lake Superior. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Hi, I'm Steve Panaz. I make my living on the water and rely on solid information to stay on good bites. That's why I'm excited that the folks at Outdoor News have launched a great new website, fishingreports.outdoornews.com, where you can read the best, most thorough fishing reports available on your phone, tablet, or laptop. Pricing is just $5 a month. There's a special introductory rate of $24 annually. That's only 2 bucks a month. That all-access rate gives you reports from eight Midwest and Great Lakes states, from Minnesota all the way to New York, with more to come. The responsive website is mobile-friendly and accessible anywhere you receive cellular or Wi-Fi data. An added benefit of the service is that subscribers receive special early access to the Outdoor News reports. Other exclusive website features include gear reviews, tackle and technique tips, and up-to-date videos. Top fishing reports for less than a bucket of minnows. Check out this great new website, fishingreports.outdoornews.com, and get on the top bites in your area. Al's Goldfish Lure Company. Since 1952, we've been building great fishing lures like the Helgi, the 49er, our original goldfish, and more. Right here in Maine, in the good old USA. Perfect for casting, trolling, or jigging for nearly 70 years. From panfish to muskie, we've got a bait for that. Check out alsgoldfish.com or ask for them at your local tackle shop. Al's Goldfish Lure Company. alsgoldfish.com. 
If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms, makes, and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. As Remy Battery enters the 90th anniversary of our company, we want to thank all of our customers and friends we've made over the years. We can't even begin to imagine how many batteries we've put into our community's cars, boats, campers, ATVs, businesses, and homes over the past nine decades. We want to thank you for your continued support to our local, family-owned company. As we continue to power through winter, we can't wait to see you soon to prep your boats, motorcycles, and all of your summer toys. We have batteries from the largest military crafts to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Don't forget to ask your sales representative about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. If you're ever in a car or motorcycle accident and need legal help, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal, year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupie.com, and all 11 offices of Hupie and Abraham are open for business if you need their help. Well, joining us once again from the shores of Lake Superior is our Northwoods kayaking correspondent and my son, Jonathan Small. John, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Yeah, now you've been uh, doing a lot of paddling up there, and you've got a goal of getting to all 22 Apostle Islands by, I guess, by the end of the year, 22 by 2022. Uh, That's the plan, yep. That's the goal. How's that coming along? Um, It's going well. I mean, we have an early start. I think we have five under our belts already, you know, kind of low-hanging fruit. Uh-huh. Um, but we knocked off a particularly difficult one um, on Friday. Okay. Um, which is Eagle Island. And, and the reason it's difficult is that after Friday, uh, it's a bird sanctuary for six months. So, Ooh. uh, we wanted to get that out of the way while we could and while the weather was good. Uh huh. Wow. Okay. So a bird sanctuary, what kind of birds are we talking about? Uh, I think eagles, Eagle Island. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there are a lot of gulls out there. Uh, we saw some long-tailed ducks on our way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a nesting grounds. And so, yeah, they, they don't want anybody within, I think it's 500 feet. Oh boy. Um, after, after Friday. Yeah. So it's not a question of you can't land. You can't even get real close. You can't be there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, how was that trip? Oh, it was, it was beautiful. Um, we had zero wind, and so the lake was glass. And uh, we left at 3 in the afternoon, um, paddled straight out to the island, got some amazing photographs where, you know, the water and the sky were the same color you couldn't really see the horizon on some of them uh-huh. it's just amazing yeah and we paddled out circumnavigated the island saw we saw maybe three eagles on the island mm-hmm. um 
you know, took a couple sea cave pictures, and then on our return, we hit the mainland sea caves uh, during sunset. So oh, yeah. I don't know if we could have timed it better. You know, the water was still calm. It was early in the season, so there was nobody out there. There were just a couple fishing boats, but, you know, no no other kayakers, no paddleboarders. So we had the whole place to ourselves. And, you know, paddled in and out of uh, out of these amazing sea caves. And the, and the lake's actually six inches lower than it was last year. I believe it's still high, but uh, we had more room than, than the last time I was out there to maneuver. Uh-huh. So it was great. Yeah, I saw some of the video you posted on your Facebook page uh, paddling through those caves. They they are just remarkable. They were created by wave action and, I suppose, ice, too, uh, over thousands of years, and uh, they're still a great place to visit. Yeah, and they're, they're constantly changing, too. It's interesting. You know, the features will disappear, you know, erosion, uh, you know, wind, rain, water, whatever. It knocks that stuff down, and so... Uh, it's kind of neat to go out there, you know, after winter and, and see see what's left. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, it's it's not like drastic, but there's also you know faces of rock that have fallen into the water and created new features. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, wow. Now, how many people on this trip? Just four of us. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Just a few friends. All right. Any anything else uh, exciting? Um, easy paddle because it was calm. Yeah, yeah, no, really nothing happened. I, you know, I, I dragged uh, a little Cleo most of the way and got a little info from one of the uh, fishing boats that was parked off the caves, and they said, oh, yeah, you got to go uh, 12 feet of water, 2.6 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew, I already knew that I was probably fast in the kayak, but, yeah, that's hard to go that slow Yeah. Uh, in a sea kayak, really, you know, and yeah. still paddle with the group, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're just hoping for a salmon who doesn't read the rules and will hit something that's going a little fast or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, And, of course, there are currents uh, under, you know, I don't know what you call them, subcurrents or something below the surface. So sometimes um, you're traveling two miles an hour, but down deep your bait may be going three or maybe – uh, slowing down because the current's going the other way. We used to see that ice fishing because you drop your line straight down in the hole, and all of a sudden it's pointing over toward uh, Washburn or Bayfield, you know, or out to uh, out to the big lake. So, yep. so there are other variables in there as well. Well, and what I've been doing as an attempt to like vary my speed is just zigzagging. So you know, so the bait takes a turn and, and, and at least slows down a little bit. Yeah, uh, and but- and. That is a good tactic uh, for any kind of trolling because um, the the change of direction or the change of speed uh, can trigger strikes, but not this uh-huh. time, huh? Nope. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your next island goal? Um. Well, we're talking about some multi-day trips now. Uh-huh. Um, we want to start getting into the you know like the next layer of islands, not the the close ones ashore, but um, we're, we're looking at a couple, you know, three or four day, uh, we're going to paddle out camp and camp again, and then hit an Island and paddle back in, see if we can knock off four at a time. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we don't have one slated yet. Uh, we're just kind of, you know, we got to watch the weather and you have to book the campsites in advance and it's a little more, uh, a little more work than just rolling out and, you know, launching boats. Yeah. All right. Well, and then this 
is your casting last week. You'll be coming down to Blackhawk Lake uh, for a little turkey hunting and some fishing, too. Yep, that's right. I just uh, was putting together my bag and uh, heading out this afternoon, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um to do some turkey hunting in southern Wisconsin. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it has. Well, we'll talk again next week to hear how that went. And, of course, I'll see you in between because you and I are going to try to get the boat this week and maybe do a little fishing as well. I hope so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, John, I'll let you get back to packing. Thanks for that report, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you. You bet. John Small with a kayaking report from Lake Superior. And if you're ever in a car or motorcycle accident and need help, call Hupley and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupley and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupley and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupley.com. And all 11 offices of Hupley and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business if you need their help. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Florence County, Wisconsin, invites you to explore thousands of acres of county, state, and national forest lands, plus wild rivers, ATV, UTV trails, and more. You can learn more and see details on all these uh, locations and activities at exploreflorencecounty.com. But joining us now to fill us in on what's really happening in the outdoors in Florence County is Wendy Gelhoff. She's the Executive Director of Florence County Economic Development and has become a regular guest on the show. Wendy, welcome back. Thanks, Dan. Good to talk to you today. Yeah, now uh, it looks like spring has finally settled in for most of the state. How are things going up there in Florence County? We finally had a night last night without any frost. So, yeah, definitely some warmer temperatures in the forecast. We'll be in the 70s during the day going forward and 40s at night. So it's perfect weather. It is. Well, what have you got planned to take advantage of this great weather up there? Well, we're happy to announce that we've got the Florence County Mud Runs back this summer, uh, June 19th, Saturday, from 10.30 a.m. till 4 p.m. Uh, the spectator fee is just $10, 12 and under is free. Um, the tech in for the truck, so there's different entry classes. There's six different classes, and they pay $30 per entry, and their tech in starts at 7 in the morning so they can go through the different trucks and prepare the brackets. But it's an exciting event. It's at the Florence County Fairgrounds, and, of course, you can find more information on our website. All right. Mud runs, so these are trucks. Um, any truck um, eligible? How do you, you know, how do you qualify? Yeah, well, there's... The, there's different classes, so there, there is a stock class, so if you want to take your regular truck from the street and enter it into the event, you're more than welcome to, and then there's different levels, you know, there's a modified um, stock, there's pro mod, there's and the, there's up to the nitro trucks at the end, so yeah, mm-hmm. the, the events toward the end are pretty crazy. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> Those trucks pretty much fly, they fly up across the top of the mud almost. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, there's that. What else you got planned? 
now to start registering for the Badwater Bass Tournament. This is an event we've had every summer for about six or seven years now. It's on the Twin Falls Flowage, which is part of the Menominee River. It's a 570-acre lake that's behind one of the dams on the Menominee River. But it's nice because it's a border water, so you can use a Wisconsin or a Michigan fishing license. Um, but the order you register in determines your starting order, so the sooner you register, the sooner you start. Um, $75 per boat. We have a 50-boat 50, 50 maximum cap, um, and then check in that day on Saturday, July 10th. You check in at 5 a.m. in the morning, and we start at 6 a.m., and then the final weigh-in is at 2 p.m., but it's a nice event. It, it uh, typically gives out $3,500 in prizes to the top seven uh, places as well as um, some gift prizes for eight, nine, and ten. So it's a fun event, and there's local people that have placed as well as um, people from all over Wisconsin. Okay, and Badwater, where did it get that name? So they do call that the Badwater area. Um, for some reason, it, Twin Falls Flowage is its official name, but the Badwater is kind of a, a local term that's been referred to. So it kind of rhymed, I don't know, Badwater Bass Tournament yeah. sounded good. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that's dark water, isn't yeah. it? It's a stained... Um, um, Right. It's not real clear. Yeah, yeah. kind of that tannin. Yep. Right, right. It's, it's clear. It's just staying correct. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's one of our better fisheries, however, um, not only for bass, but for northern and panfish and um, muskie as well. Yeah, so you might catch anything uh, if you're up there for the tournament or just fishing for fun. Right, exactly. Yeah, and Vagabond Park is right on U.S. Highway 2 in the Spread Eagle area in Florence County, um, just across the border from Michigan. It's it's a nice area. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got UTV uh, trails, uh, an ATV park, and now guided UTV tours. Uh, what's that all about? Yeah, pretty exciting. I mean, we've got a network of about 160 miles of UTV trails. Um, and, you know, a few, some of those miles are routes, but a lot of it is trails through the woods, so it's a great experience. Um, we connect into Marinette County, Forest County, and then into Michigan as well. Um, We've also got an ATV park that's right off the trail in Florence on the south side of Fisher Lake with its 17 acres, so you can go and play in the mud. Um, there's some sand dunes. There's a lot of different trails through that 17 acres. That's pretty fun if you want to get a little crazy on your uh, ATV, and I suppose UTVs as well, uh, especially the dune buggy style. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but there's a new company that opened this summer called Anderson's Trail Adventures, and they're offering guided UTV tours, so you actually ride along with them. Maybe you've never been on a UTV before and you'd like to have that experience and, you know, maybe you're worried about getting lost. Well, they'll take you on an actual tour and they've got a number of different destinations, shorter and longer and things you can do. So um, they'll be open around Memorial Day and we're real excited to have them up here. Oh, okay, cool. Now, we talked about your fishing tournament, but there is good fishing whether you're in a tournament or not, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, our local DNR fisheries biologist, Greg Matsky, does a, has done a great job with a number of different bodies of water and improved things quite a bit. We've got a um, one lake they improved for walleye fisheries. Patton Lake is doing really well now, and the Brule River flowage is super for walleye as well. Um, and then he always talks about muskie on the Brule River flowage or the Twin Falls flowage. Um, bass, there's a lot of different, depending on whether you want abundance or um Trophy size versus a northern pike as well. Do you want to catch a lot of northern or do you want to catch trophy northern? And there's different lakes that are recommended for that. But you can certainly go to the recreation tab on our website and click on fishing. And I've got a couple articles that he's written as well as his different lake studies that he's done. Um, and he takes calls um, at the visitor center as well 
Uh, he's been very helpful with fisheries. And of course, we've got the rivers and streams for trout fishing. Um, Woods Creek that feeds into the Wild River, the Popple River. Years ago, they did some restorative work on the on Woods Creek area and, and part of the Popple River that has pretty much created a um, pristine trout fishery. They've even got a 12 inch and larger because they are trying to groom that for record trout. Uh, that's a great area, um, as well as other parts of the Pine River and, and primarily the feeder streams that go into the Pine and the Popple. Mm-hmm. Um, Woods Creek is one of them, but LePage and others. So yeah, we, we consider our county pretty good for fishing. We don't have some of the huge, uh, waters that Minocqua or, you know, Eagle River maybe has, but we've got a lot of unique little, uh, smaller lakes and rivers. Yeah, and those are a lot of fun to explore, and you don't need a huge boat, and, um, you know, even on a breezy day, you're, you're not going to get blown off the water. That's a good point, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, now, waterfalls. Uh, we talked to, in fact, we, we learned about you through, uh, the Breakwater Falls uh, video that you folks did a while ago, um, those are um, open for people to visit, and uh, and they're on several of your wild rivers, right? That's correct. Uh, we have the Pine and Popple Wild Rivers, and there's seven different waterfalls that are very well signed, and there's an actual waterfall guide brochure that you can order from our website or call the visitor center um, or stop in anytime, too, of course. But our largest is a 60-foot total drop of Breakwater Falls, it goes over three different stages. That's pretty special. Um, it, it, the, it, the Pine River flowage is behind that, so it's a lot of volume of water that comes through there. Um, and then there's our Wild River Tour Route that has signage on a 100-mile loop that gives you 15 different access points that are super easy to find. And some of those are waterfalls, but some of those are also just places you can go fishing or hiking along the Wild River. So we really want folks to see these special rivers. Wild meaning they're undeveloped. Um, no building and, and there's unique uh, buffers so that you can't um, do timber harvests too close to the water. It's really a special place. It's sort of like being up in Canada with all the rocky bluffs. Um, and then Lake LaSalle Falls has our longest hiking tour, uh, about a mile in and a mile out, and that's our second largest waterfall. So there's all kinds of different opportunities. If you have a half a day, you can maybe see three or four waterfalls. If you've got the whole day, you can go see probably all seven of them. Mm-hmm. All right. And, of course, you can paddle and go tubing on uh, some of these rivers and um, on your own, or there are outfitters who will take you. That's right. Yeah, we're fortunate to have Nature's Water Park. Dot com. Um, that service, uh, he's actually a licensed concessionaire with the uh, DNR, so he does tubing trips on the Pine River Oxbow, which is kind of neat because it, you don't have to shuttle. It's, a, it's an actual Oxbow, so where you start versus where you take out is only a quarter mile apart, and you can walk back to your car. So if you have your own tubes, you can go do it yourself, or you can rent tubes from him, which makes it super simple. And he also does shuttling for other um, tubing trips, like our family loves to do them at uh, Brule Menominee River has a stretch that we do that is about three hours. It has some bigger rapids, and that's a lot of fun. Um, and then paddling trip-wise, there's options. He can take you guided, or um, you can go on your own. There's some different brochures that will help you with that, but there's there's shorter trips that are totally flat water versus some longer trips um, that are flat water, but then there's also some, you know, if you want to go through some rapids, there's some options there as well. Uh-huh. Now, you mentioned the visitor center a couple times. That's kind of a hub of... Uh information if you want in person information pick up brochures talk to dnr people and uh and so on right 
Right. Yeah, that's a great place. It's kind of a unique spot in our county. Um, the local forestry and parks people for the county level, the state DNR, and the national forest, uh, U.S. Forest Service folks are all in that same building. So you can get information on any of the different um, public public owned lands out there from all those different entities. And there is a welcome center with a front desk. It's open from eight till four and then Saturday from nine till three. So you can get all kinds of brochures and they'll even fold out the maps and show you, you know, where to go, what to do, some hot tips like that. And then there's a nice um, natural interpretive displays there as well. A lot of different mounted animals and all kinds of things for kids to see as well. Um, and outdoors, there's a dog park and an RV dump station. So if folks are traveling through, it's a, a great spot to stop. All right. Well, Wendy, we've got to let you go, but uh, we appreciate the update. It looks like you're going to be busy this summer. <laughs> yes, we are. We love summers up here in the north. All right. Well, we'll send some folks up there to enjoy the activities and uh, the wild rivers and, and the trails and everything else you've got going on. So thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate it. Thanks. You bet. We've been talking with Wendy Gelhoff. She's the Executive Director of Florence County Economic Development. And all the information, the more information on the things we've been talking about can be found online at exploreflorencecounty.com. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Get outside and let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the exploreflorencecounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with a combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Flow has been making world-class aluminum trailers for 38 years, and the all-new Versamax UT is a giant leap forward in utility trailer technology. Whether you're working on projects or planning a trip, a Flow UT trailer will serve you like no other. And Flow technology eliminates the rattling and banging you get when towing most utility trailers. Whether you're buying for the first time or looking to make an upgrade, see for yourself what sets us apart at floeintl.com. The Versamax UT, another game changer from Flow. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Rough Grouse Society, the well-being of the Rough Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, 
contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. Dan Small here, and joining us now from Northern California is award-winning cookbook author, chef of all things wild and edible, and UW-Madison alum, by the way, Hank Shaw. Hank, thanks for joining us, and welcome back. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, uh, it's been a couple years, and and uh, two years is enough time for you to crank out another superb cookbook and i gotta say you've done it again you knocked it out of the park with your i think this is your fifth book right it is it is yeah hook line and supper and you keep coming up with these uh duck duck goose buck buck moose uh you know i'm curious to see where you can go from here but uh, <laughs> this is your i don't like to take myself all all that seriously you know <laughs> well and and it's a good thing because um uh, we can get wrapped up in, uh, in in some of the uh, I don't know what the entanglements of life if everything is serious all the time and uh, right. you know your writing reflects that uh, sense of humor that you have and the openness to trying new things and doing new things but uh, to get to this book uh, your fifth cookbook uh, but your first to focus purely on fish and seafood and yet as you say in the book, and as I, I know because I know you, uh, that's how you got started, working on fishing boats and seafood restaurants and, you know, clamming and crabbing as a kid on the New Jersey shore. Why did you wait so long to do a purely seafood cookbook? I think it's because uh, the, the subject is so intimate with me. Like there's, a, there's this giant database in my brain going back to from when I was a toddler. And I fished or gathered things from the seashore in every single state that has a seashore and I fished inlands in another 15 states so there's only very few states or provinces in Canada that I've not fished in so there's huge amount of knowledge kind of jumbled around in my head it was as useful for somebody in Wisconsin as it would be for someone in Louisiana or Alaska or Maine mm-hmm. yeah I get it and yet uh, I think you've done that and you've got recipes that are all over the map, literally all over the map, you know, from uh, uh, clam chowder from New England to, um, you know, Cajun dishes. Uh, and, of course, the, uh, <clears throat> the the Wisconsin and uh, and Minnesota fish fry, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, the walleye shore lunch that we're all familiar with if we've ever fished with guides up north. Um, are you... As far as the, the fish recipes and handling and so on uh, is concerned, are you primarily self-taught there? Uh, I mean, you start as a, as a self-taught cook, but what happens is, you know, once you start working in kitchens and they're like, hey, man, do you know, you know how to cook fish? And the answer is obviously yes, and he put you on fish station, and, and at one point all I did was, was prep fish. Yeah. So the, the chef would get whole fish every day. It was my job to, to scale them and clean them and gut them and portion them out and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, repetition really, really, really builds skill. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, my son, who's moved back from New York to Bayfield now, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. I haven't talked to him about this lately, but his first job was filleting 
whitefish at uh, Bode, uh, Bode, uh, Bodine's, uh, you know, fishery on the on the Lake Michigan, or I'm sorry, Lake Superior shore. Uh, he and a, a friend, they were 14, and they were, you know, that was their job to get the get the fillets off of whitefish. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, you, you you get good after the first thousand. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he, you know, that was now 30 years ago. I wonder if he still got that skill. We're looking to do some crappie fishing uh, in a few days, and I, I hope we get some. And uh, I'm going to hand him the knife and say, let me see if, what you remember. So um, <laughs> you talk about prep. Um, you know, fish are, fish are tricky because uh, they spoil quickly. Um, they come out of cold water and into a hot boat or, you know, you, you got to be careful with them, don't you? You do. I mean, I think the, the the sort of relevant data that people need to remember is that when you put a, a, a game animal or a piece of beef into the refrigerator, well, when that animal was alive, it was around 98 to 100 some odd degrees. That's mm-hmm. its body temperature. Mm-hmm. So when you put something like that in the refrigerator and drop it to 36 or something like that, that's a huge drop in temperature and it will preserve for quite some time. Well, okay, so if you pull a walleye out of a, a lake in Wisconsin, that water might only be 40 degrees or, or even less sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when you put a, an animal that lives in 40 degree weather or, or lower into the refrigerator that's only a few degrees cooler, it's, it's going to go bad much, much quicker. And the, the, the key to, I know some people think it's a jinx to bring ice on the boat because then they won't catch fish, but yeah. you need to do it. You just yeah. need to do it. <laughs> yeah, um, I know guys who, you know, you, you may remember we have um, a, a, an unlimited uh, bag limit for white bass on most waters. Uh, they're so I abundant love white bass. Where, where they are, yeah. And I know guys who um, they take a cooler of ice and the, the fish go right on the ice. Uh, mm-hmm, and, and, because white bass in specific can get mushy if they're if they're allowed to get warm. Yeah, and you know, speaking of uh, of ice and, and white fleshed fish, oh gosh, about ten years ago, uh, I did a show over in Illinois on the on the Illinois River near, uh, I want to say Havana, Illinois, uh, not too far from Peoria, uh, with some biologists and then with some guys who did bow fishing for these silver carp that jump. Oh, yeah. And I asked the biologist, I said, can you eat these things? And he said, half of Asia lives on them, you know. So he showed us how to fillet one, and the next day we were bow fishing, and I didn't want to fill a garbage can with them, so what I did was <laughs> I I took, um, I don't know, six or eight, you know, ten pounders. We had a big cooler uh, filled with ice, and I took them home, and the next day, my son and I filleted them, and, uh, you know, I, it wasn't my favorite fish, I wouldn't say. My wife liked it quite a bit. It was kind of a smoky flavor, uh, but reminiscent of whitefish, just, you know, kind of soft, but a little smoky, but edible. I and was very just going to say, I was just going to say, that particular set of carp are phenomenal smoked. Mm. Really? Because they're a little fatty. And so they take really well. Yeah. So what I tend to do is, uh, if it's not too, if it's not a really big one, I will smoke a whole side because you know they have that extra set of bones. Yeah. And then I'll and then I'll flake that out. But if it's a big one, then you can, you know you that you can cut that Y fillet out just the same way you cut a pike. Yep. And uh, by the way, I have full instructions on how to uh, fillet a pike in the I, book. I so. saw that. Yeah, and you got that from <laughs> AJ McLean, who uh, I did. Yeah, you know, not many people credit him with that method, but. Uh, yeah, when you learn that, you know, 
filleting a northern pike is a piece of cake. But anyway, I back know. back to your carp story. And you can get big old strips of, of boneless meat. You just brine that and smoke it, you know, below 200 degrees over whatever wood that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And that is amazing. Hmm. I will have to try that. Um, well, uh, first I got to get my hands on some silver carp again. But anyway, we <laughs> ate them and and they were they were okay. And you have uh, kind of a practice, I guess, or uh, you know, an mo of keeping what people would throw away, the so-called bycatch. Um, I, I know I guys. Do. I know guys who uh, you know, if they catch a carp or a sucker when they're trout fishing or bass fishing, they throw it in the grass. And uh, coons That's get That's a shame, it. you know. Yeah. Especially the suckers, because the suckers are native here. And, and one little thing about a sucker is he can't live in bad water. Mm-hmm. He'll die in polluted water. Mm-hmm. Or a carp can live in polluted water, but a, a sucker can't. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite segments uh, from my TV show years ago, we went sucker grabbing in a trout stream, uh, mm-hmm. which, as you may recall, here in Wisconsin... Um, uh, now they've changed the laws and, uh, a lot of, a lot of the state now has year-round trout fishing, but you can't fish hook and line, in, or you, you couldn't back then in a trout stream before the season, but the suckers would run before trout season. So, uh, I've met a guy who actually, you know, put on his waders and went up, uh, the streams and grabbed them by hand. And, wow. and they're, you know, it's a rough fish, literally. It, you, you get your hand around one of these tubular suckers and you can hang onto them. And <laughs> what a gas it was to run, you know, up a riffle yell and grab that sucker. I, I had, had a lot of fun, but his wife made, she pickled them. So he showed us how to clean them and she pickled uh-huh. them and we ate some that she had done before. They were, it was, it was nice. It was really good. Really good. So, um, you've got some pretty elaborate recipes here. Uh, do you eat like this all the time, Hank? <laughs> uh, I have everything from three three ingredient recipes to to elaborate recipes. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's 150 in the book, so I, I wanted to give a range of skill levels for for either my fellow chefs or for somebody who is you know busy on a Tuesday night. So. Yeah. Yep. I guess the answer is, do I eat like that all the time? I mean, yes and no. I mean, yeah, there are many, many nights where I will just flour a piece of fish and eat it or uh, or grill it, and then that's call it a day. But I also like the to, to, to play a little bit in the kitchen because, you know, I love to fry fish as much as the next guy, but I can get tired of it after a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, how about the Door County fish boil? I uh, if you, I do love a Door County fish boil, but that is one of those things that is uh, difficult to perfect because mm-hmm. I've had very bad ones mm. uh, where everything just kind of goes to mush. Yeah. But a really proper fish boil, everything is cooked right, and and I'll be honest, I just I did not, I have not perfected it in time for to publish it in the book. Yeah, I didn't. But I, I mentioned it. I didn't see a recipe for it in there. Uh, the one time I've uh, enjoyed it in Door County, the fellow at uh, oh I can't remember which uh, restaurant now, but he said it's a timed event, and everything yes. goes in at a. I mean, he literally had a stopwatch, and uh, when it comes out, it's perfect, you know. But that's so true with so much cooking. I, uh, you know, um, I've overdone asparagus so many times because I'm, hmm. you know, not paying Here's attention. A tip. Yeah. Pro tip: You can always cook something more. You can't uncook it. You can't uncook it. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good tip. Well, um, 
Are you doing a tour with this book? I think you said you are. I am. I am, and I will be in Wisconsin on June 10th and June 11th. Um, I'll be at Fool's Errand, which is a new restaurant in Milwaukee on the 10th. Mm-hmm. And I will be at the Fermentorium, which is a brewery, uh, and we're going to do a Friday night fish fry on June 11th. Mm-hmm. Cool. And can people, can people still get in on those? Absolutely. The Cedarburg event is come as you are. Uh, just show up and eat some fish and buy a book and drink some beer. Cool. And uh, the uh, Milwaukee dinner is just starting to take reservations right now. Okay. And where can we uh, find out about those uh, those dinners and and everything else you do on your website? I presume. Yeah, yeah. You can you can go to Hunter Angler Gardener Cook, and that is huntgathercook.com. Mm-hmm. And there's a tab on the top that says book tour, and that gives you all the details about where I'm going to be. And uh, you can also buy signed copies of my book uh, through the website. Okay. Well, Hank, uh, this has gone all too fast, but i got to let you go because uh, we're running out of time here. But thank you so much for taking time to talk to us about uh, your new book and uh, fish recipes and, and, and eating fish in general. And uh, good luck with the tour and with the sale of the book. I, I am sure it's going to do well like all your other books have. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, we'll send folks to your website. What is it once again? It is huntgathercook.com. Huntgathercook.com. All right. Thanks so much, Hank. Tight lines. Hank Shaw from Northern California and huntgathercook.com is his website. As he mentioned, he's going to be in Milwaukee on June 10th and Cedarburg on the 11th with a couple of uh, opportunities to not only buy a book and chat with the author, but sample uh, some great cooking. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, right after this. Al's Goldfish Lure Company. Since 1952, we've been building great fishing lures like the Helgi, the 49er, our original goldfish, and more. Right here in Maine, in the good old USA. Perfect for casting, trolling, or jigging for nearly 70 years. From panfish to muskie, we've got a bait for that. Check out alsgoldfish.com or ask for them at your local tackle shop. Al's Goldfish Lure Company. alsgoldfish.com Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft-shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with a combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Lawrence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Flow has been making world-class aluminum trailers for 38 years, and the all-new Versamax UT is a giant leap forward in utility trailer technology. Whether you're working on projects or planning a trip, a Flow UT trailer will serve you like no other. 
and Flow Technology eliminates the rattling and banging you get when towing most utility trailers. Whether you're buying for the first time or looking to make an upgrade, see for yourself what sets us apart at floeintl.com. The Versamax UT, another game changer from Flow. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Outdoors Radio is brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And Cedar, Cedar Lake Sales is open for business. Check out their website or Facebook page for updates and details. And Cedar Lake Sales does have uh, boats in stock if you want to get in on uh, the boating fun here this summer in 2021. Why not check them out on their uh, Facebook page, the website, or in person, too? Yep. And if you missed an episode of Outdoor Wisconsin, of course, you can watch any show from the past three or four seasons at milwaukeepbs.org. And Deer Hunt Wisconsin is on that uh, website as well. Or you can just uh, search for it, Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV, or go to the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. You missed anything on today's show or you want to take us with you wherever you go and listen again, you can do so online at lake-link.com. Go to the outdoor radio page and, uh, we've got, uh, a link there, uh, that you can listen to this show, past shows up to about a year ago and, uh, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform as well. You can follow Dan Small at, uh, on social media at Dan Small Outdoors and follow me at Hardwater Jeff. You know, I haven't heard much since we got this rain about the um, fire danger, but I gotta believe it's down now that most of the state has had a, at least a light soaking. Uh, but folks, just pay attention to the DNR's um, news uh, releases and uh, just go and search on DNR uh, website for um, the burning burning uh, restrictions, and uh, and you'll you'll find out whether it's safe to burn or not. Just. Uh, Always check before you do it. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. And he's got a CD called Anglin' Wayne and the Trollers, which features our two theme songs and a, a whole 12-pack of fishing songs. There's some funny ones on there. It's hard to believe next weekend is Memorial Day already. Have, have you got plans? You don't have a tournament for next weekend, do you? Nope, no uh, tournament plans, but we get together with the family each year. We uh, we didn't this last year, but we yep. are going to this year. Well, good. Well, you have a great one. We'll talk to you before then, of course. And, uh, folks, uh, join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. You've been listening to Outdoors Radio, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Find more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Brought to you by LakeLink. Your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. It's fishing on one cold leg When the loon cries lover In the blue north wind I'll be trolling home to you 
Chris gets a little chilly on the gunnel when my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure. When the worms go dry in the coffee can, honey, 